And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Brooks, toss it. Moran drives. Moran. Oh, it's good. One second left. John Morant with the bucket. And that's it. A gutty grizzly win. Come from behind at home. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. It's the NBA Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss. He's playoff mode to kill. We got Andrew Slyke producing this one. Three games, three fun storylines. Let's start with the Memphis Grizzlies at home making a huge comeback in the fourth quarter to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 111-109 on a John Morant game winner to take the series lead. Jared, this is one of the worst playoff games I've seen played in a while. (laughs) I mean, the Timberwolves had 23 turnovers. The Grizzlies had 16 turnovers. And it was also one of the more fun playoff games I've seen in a while. It was just super exciting. Everything you were watching. Um, a lot of head-scratching plays, especially down the stretch from Minnesota. A couple of bad shots and things like that. And then you just saw the Grizzlies kind of continue to go. And eventually it's off of a another offensive rebound. They had 18 in this game. And John ja Morant knocks down a three to take the lead. It was wild. This game, it was almost like they were playing turnovers with baskets in between, especially Minnesota. The Wolves were playing like there were banana peels all over the court. Like just guys were just slipping over and over again. Like what the hell is going on? I have no idea. It was super weird. That's such a great way to put it. Like if we had four consecutive plays where there wasn't a turnover, I would be shocked. Like (laughs) it was just kind of ridiculous. At one point, I thought the Wolves were going to have 30 turnovers in this game. They were heading that way very quickly. I, I think there was a point where there were like three turnovers in a row. I, I remember uh, uh, more than once. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that I was boarding a flight from New York to Boston. As this was happening, I see three turnovers in a row and then lose service. And that was the last taste of my mouth of this game until I landed just in time to watch the very end. But uh, I, I did get to catch up eventually on what happened. And what happened was just a furious run by John Morant, who just put his imprint all over crunch time. I mean, crunch time the entire fourth quarter, 18 points in the fourth quarter, went to the free throw line 10 times, shot terribly, by the way, from the free throw line the whole game, went 9-10 in the fourth quarter alone. And then we have to start looking at, when you start looking at it, you got to start going through the whole scenario. John Morant hits a three. The Grizzlies, or excuse me, Minnesota hits a monster three in the corner from Anthony Edwards off a great pass from Jordan McLaughlin to tie the game and then on the other end of the court coming out of the timeout Anthony Edwards gambles for a steal on John Morant John Morant gets into the lane for a floater and and wins the game it's it was just unbelievable 
it wasn't even a floater. It was like a spinning, reaching finger roll. I guess that's like an average layup for John Morant, but that was an unbelievable layup. But so it was Anthony Edwards. Was he like top locking John Morant and then went for the steal? Or did he just get left in the dust and felt like he was out of the play? And that's why he went behind for the steal. Because it seemed like even though he got left initially, he could have just undercut John stayed in front of him. It's like you want John Morant taking the deeper shot. I mean, it was a basic like pick the picker action. So on the down screen part where it was happening, it looked like Edwards jumped into lock and trail. So he starts chasing behind John Morant. And, no, and and you're right. He had an p- opportunity to just jump in front, which is, by the way, exactly what you're supposed to do. Keep the ball in front of you with three seconds left in this game. Instead, he still continues to chase from behind and gambles for the steal, which when Ja catches it, Edwards is out of position now and Ja just sees space for him to go. And when he sees space and and you can ask his teammate, Mikhail Bleas, well, you're going to have to edit that one out. He could ask his teammate, Mikhail Beasley, that, how that works out when when Ja has space because he got dunked on massively in the third quarter. Um, he was able to get down in the lane, and you were right. It wasn't a floater, but it was one of those kind of like extendo, like to the side layups from Ja that was just, I mean, it was gorgeous. Andrew, please don't edit out that first mistake by uh, Mo because then he screwed up and said Mikhail Beasley at the end the second time. So we're definitely going to keep that in there. Oh. Um, but you know what? The, talking today. This is very this is very on brand for this episode because the Minnesota Timberwolves made mistake after mistake. So the Minnesota Timberwolves, I can't figure out a way to put oh, that. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> um, okay, Anthony Edwards, very clutch shot in the quarter. That was an extremely difficult one. Carl Anthony Towns, twenty eight points, seven for fifteen shooting, nine for nine from the free throw line, and seven turnovers. He was the biggest culprit of the turnover brigade. We, we this has been a very up and down playoffs for cat heading into elimination game what do you think we're getting out of cat i'm very nervous about it because there's no way to predict it in terms of his, him being able to control his emotions and make smart decisions some of the shots he took down the stretch jared were really yes. bad you know he's pulling up for like a 30 footer three with like 18 seconds left on the shot clock when they're bringing the ball up the court and bricks it terribly taking a one-legged Dirk fadeaway off of after an offensive rebound and and blowing that one against Dylan Brooks like you know it's just bad shot after bad shot some of the decisions he makes I just really question and so like when you're saying what are we going to get in game six I have no idea if we're going to get the the 33 and 13 you know, what he gave in game four, if we're going to get this in game five or even worse. Let's head to the other tied up game five. Phoenix Suns, New Orleans Pelicans, 112-97 Phoenix Suns. Yeah, yeah, this one was not happening, although New Orleans did have a very fun fourth quarter. Jose Alvarado forcing multiple backcourt violations again on Chris Paul. I've never seen this before. Have you ever seen this before? No, it's weird. Out, out of character, Jose Alvarado, he pushes everybody out of character. Uh, but it, it was fine because Mikhail Bridges is the Devin Booker of Phoenix Suns wings. He had 31 points on 12 for 17 shooting, 4 for 4 from deep. He was apps. Oh, and four blocks, by the way. He was absolutely unbelievable. I, I mean, Mikhail Bridges just completely took over in the second half. I don't think there's anything else to say. 13 points in the fourth quarter, 10 in the third. I mean, he was just sort of all over the place. And really going to work, excuse me, eleven in the third in the third quarter. But he was just going to work everywhere he went in this 
the second half, making sure they weren't going to win this game. And CP coming through, even despite those turnovers, you know, still making plays, assists, dropping dimes, doing what Chris does. I think it was a, a pretty well-rounded performance. But did you catch the most interesting part was when Phoenix went with their double bigs and played DeAndre Ayton and JaVale McGee at the same time? A dream come true. I've been waiting my whole life to see it. And And, and how do you feel? I think we're not going to do double big in Phoenix any longer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty good, though. I think they had to match a little bit with the size and more importantly, yeah. the physicality. And that was the big thing for me with Phoenix in this game was they came in here with physicality. Granted, it nearly cost them. I feel like everybody got in foul trouble that game uh, and and really had to be careful. Like uh, Crowder picks up his fifth foul in the third quarter. Like you had to be really careful with how they were playing. But I think their physicality was a big thing for them, and that was the important thing that was missing in Game Four. Yeah, and Jonas Jonas Valanciunas, give him credit. He was he was a beast on the block. He had some important baskets in the fourth quarter, just posting up there and just trying to give them something when they weren't really finding anything on Phoenix's defense. Do it seems like New Orleans probably has to lean into bully ball even more in Game Six if they want to keep this alive. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Interesting, though, I think we're going to start to see a little bit of like the the youngness start to shine here a little bit more on some of these guys. Maybe I'm uh, underestimating them, but I think it's one of those things where, look, Brandon Ingram's is shooting incredible from three, you know, well above what he normally does in the series, shooting about 50 percent from three tonight, one for five, seven to 22 or seven from 19 from the field. CJ McCollum, seven to 22, one to eight from three. Like, I think those are the things that they got to start kind of get going here. It's truly a remarkable stat. The New Orleans Pelicans shot five for 25, 20 percent from the three point line. CJ McCollum won one for eight. Brandon Ingram won for five. The only player that made multiple threes of all people was Jose Alvarado. What can that kid not do? Uh, hopefully we'll see. Hopefully winning game six will not be on that list because I definitely want to see the series go seven. Uh, Phoenix Suns without Devin Booker, they find a way. I mean, sure, Devin Booker is probably going to come back at some point in this playoff run if they are able to get by New Orleans. Do do they need to have Devin Booker at 100% to, let's say, get to the finals? Let's be a little cautious with this one. Get to the finals. I think so. And I think part of it is, you know, when you're watching how well Golden State is playing right now, I think you kind of have to look at it going like, hey, if Booker's not right and not 100%, it's going to be very hard to go at them. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, we're saving the best for last year. We got elimination. Miami Heat beat the Atlanta Hawks 97 to 94. They hold off a late Hawks run. DeAndre Hunter had 35 points and 11 rebounds. 
not the Atlanta Hawks player you would think I would leave with about offensive uh, capability, but we're going to get to that in a minute because we have to talk about Victor Oladipo stepping in the backcourt for the Miami Heat. They're they're all stars. They're out. Jimmy Butler, knee inflammation. Kyle Lowry is out again. Who knows when they're coming back? Hopefully uh, for the next Miami Heat game. But Miami, they should not have been able to win this game against Atlanta, who's basically healthy. And somehow they do what they always do, and they get someone to step up and pull it out. And this time it was Victor Oladipo with 23 points. Yeah, it's funny when you say they shouldn't have been able to win this game, just going like, this is what Miami's done all year. This is what they're used to, having to scramble at the last second and get guys going and get them in the right spot. I think that's the, 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 the we, we, talk, we laugh about heat culture. I think that's heat culture. Scramble at the last second and find a guy that can make something happen. <laughs> yep. But, you know, it's, and we're going to, I'm going to just touch on it now. Their defense on Trey Young is really oh what God. did it. Gabe Vincent, forget about you know the, his offensive numbers, the stuff he was doing defensively. P.J. Tucker, phenomenal. Everybody just all over Trey. I mean, this has been a nightmare for him, going 0 for 5 from 3 tonight, 2 for 12 from the field. Like, I mean, yo, this is this is he he's got a real taste of the playoffs, and this is this is a little bit of a tough defeat for him to have to sit on. It, he he front rimmed the free throw, the first free throw at the line with a minute left. Like Trey Young front rimming a free throw, you don't really ever see that. He was so short on it, you just could tell he was just he was rattled. Like Trey Young doesn't really get rattled, but he he was rattled, and it made sense because the Hawks couldn't even get a shot off at the very end. They literally their season ended just kind of like the ball petering down the baseline because Miami just swarmed them, and Miami's defense was absolutely epic in crunch time. It was funny because, like, I'm watching this, and you know they've uh, they have the ball on the baseline out of bounds. They couldn't get it in the first time. Call a timeout, set up a play again, get it inbounded to Gallinari in the corner, and PJ Tucker comes to trap with Max Struess, and that was it. As soon as that trap happened, it was hey, <laughs> this game's over. Your season's over. You guys are going fishing. So okay, Depot steps up. He made huge playmaking to Bam Adebayo at the end of this game. Bam Adebayo had a really great game. Is is Depot in the rotation for Miami when they get to the second round? I don't think so. It really does depend on Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry. You know, I think, you know, he he really wasn't in the rotation for most of this series. You know, when they were healthy, there there's not a lot of spots for him there, and I think as series tend to go off, as playoff runs begin to continue to go on, your rotations get shorter and shorter. So I think we'll start to see maybe uh, if Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry are back, we might see very little of Oladipo. If one or both of those guys are out, well, they're going to need him, and he'll, we'll see a lot of him. Well, whether it's Depot or Butler, we're going to be here anyway. He's Moda Keel. Andrew Schlecht is our producer. I'm Jared Weiss. That is it for another episode of the Athletic NBA Show Daily Ding. Ding, ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.